Congress is on its second week of spring break, but its workload is piling up like drifts of cherry blossom petals. We get a rundown from WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller. And Mitchell, let's talk about the IRS, because that's occupying Capitol Hill when it is in session. And now there's some news coming out of that agency on their $80 billion windfall. Right. A lot of people probably thinking about this with their taxes coming due uh, themselves. And right now, uh, the IRS is trying to outline to Congress what it is going to do with all this new money that has been approved. Republicans, as you know, have been very skeptical of a lot of the uh, initiatives that the IRS has talked about. Uh, But late last week, the IRS new commissioner, Danny Werfel, and other IRS officials outlined some of their key goals. And one of them includes getting rid of its paper backlog within the next five years. We'll see if that happens, but that's the goal of eventually going to fully digital correspondence with taxpayers. And also for IRS and employees, new data management systems are trying to be developed to help process all that taxpayer information, as well as the hiring of lawyers and accountants to help deal with all these complicated audits that they're talking about. Congressional Republicans have complained that the IRS will carry out a new wave of audits that could actually hit a lot of average Americans, but the Biden administration and Democrats have pushed back on that, saying that this will not affect households that report under $400,000 in income. And also Democrats say the overall investment will bring in hundreds of billions of dollars for the agency that it currently misses now uh, in connection with these audits that they say will be aimed primarily at wealthy people, uh, corporations, and those that are trying to uh, get around the IRS guidelines. GOP lawmakers, however, still skeptical. So you can expect lawmakers to press the IRS for more details on how all these plans are going to be carried out and how all that money is going to be spent. Yeah, so for Danny Werfel, it won't simply be smooth sailing with the millions, well, it's not $80 billion in one year, but the billions per year, it's not going to be just take the money and run with it. Absolutely not. And the IRS has a lot to do in addition to all these IT issues and basically changing a lot of the uh, in- internal operations of the agency. They're uh, planning to hire more than 10,000 people before the end of this fiscal year, so that's a huge part of this. And then for people that are just wondering how this will affect me, uh, the agency is already in the midst of hiring uh, 5,000 phone assisters, as they're called. Uh, the agency now answers, it estimates, 80 to 90 percent of the calls that are coming in. That compares to under 20 percent during the pandemic. A lot of people will remember being totally frustrated about trying to even get a hold of any human being during that whole period during the pandemic. So the IRS is pointing to that as one of the areas of improvement that people can actually uh, tangibly deal with. Right. You can get the phone answered. The question is, can you get an answer on the phone? Right. Exactly. And that goes back to some of that uh, data management that I was talking about. What they want to do is uh, essentially give some of these IRS officials what they call a 360 point of view that really has all of the information for an individual taxpayer so that they, the taxpayer doesn't finally get through with a call and ask the question. And then, of course, the question can't get answered. And, of course, also some of those um, accountants and the lawyers, it's hoped at least within the IRS, will be able to help some of these more complicated audits be carried out. And the other, let's call it irritating agency, <laughs> the Office of Personnel Management, that's in some crosshairs in the Senate. 
Right. The members of the Senate are concerned that OPM is just not moving fast enough to deal with the growing number of federal workers and their retirement applications. Like the IRS, a lot of it is still centered around paper rather than being digitized. One in three federal workers are eligible to retire this year. So, of course, this is a big deal. Uh, and, and as Federal News Network has reported, it now takes more than 80 days to process a retirement claim. That's well over the OPM's own goal of 60 days. It's been known to take even a year for some people to actually get through all of their retirement procedural and paperwork type of things. Uh, the House Oversight Committee has also been pressing the agency on the, these issues. They want to know more about what OPM is doing to handle its increased caseload and improve its review process. So OPM getting it from both sides, Senate and House, a lot of scrutiny there from lawmakers. We're speaking with Mitchell Miller, Capitol Hill correspondent for WTOP. I love that 80 days. Wasn't there a movie around the world in right. 80 days <laughs> in a balloon? And People probably feel like they're going around the world a few more times in 80 days with this. And of course, when they do return next week, the budget has got to start looming large at some point. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because everybody says, well, we have time. It's not going to be a problem. But as we both know, this calendar moves very, very quickly. And Congress, you know, still out. We'll get here roughly in mid-April. There will be some spinning of the wheels again. And uh, before you know it, we're going to be in late spring and early summer. And early summer, of course, is when there's a lot of concern, or or at least later in the summer, there's a lot of concern about the debt ceiling. Now, there have been a lot of hearings held thus far in connection with the budget. Uh, We've seen a lot of people, whether it's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen or others, uh, appearing before the the committee. So they have started the process. Now, of course, the House, as we've talked about in the past, uh, now has new leadership and Republicans really want to get back to regular order. So they're trying to get things through the committees. Obviously, that takes a lot more time than if you just try to pile everything up at the very end and put it all into an omnibus. But there is starting to be a murmur of concern about, okay, there's a back and forth here. And yes, there is some time, but Democrats are trying to put more heat. And you're going to see that in the coming weeks on Republicans to come up with some kind of at least tentative framework of of the cuts that they're talking about, because they say they're just not going to move ahead on the debt ceiling unless they see some of these reductions in what they see as just vast overspending by the federal government. Yeah, so there's some real brinksmanship that's going to happen with respect to that debt ceiling in the summer could be very hot indeed. No question about it. And of course, federal workers will be part of that. The arguments going back and forth, a lot of these agencies, the House Republicans have pinpointed them for uh, reductions. They want the budgets to come down. And uh, on the other hand, you still have the issues of uh, not touching the uh, third rail, of course, of Medicare and Social Security. So it's going to be really interesting to see when this jockeying really gets underway this summer, where some of these cuts, if any, are going to occur. And let me ask you this. There was a lot of hullabaloo a couple of weeks ago before they went on recess about TikTok and the Restrict Act, which would go way beyond banning TikTok. But it seems like the ardor has sort of cooled a little bit for some of those measures. It has. You know, I've been on calls with Virginia Senator Mark Warner. I've talked to him about the Restrict Act, which he is the lead sponsor of. Uh, At one point, as you alluded to a few weeks ago, he was saying, well, I think 
with the bipartisan support he has in the Senate, and he does have significant bipartisan support from Republicans and Democrats, that it could start to get moving. And also the White House has significantly backed it. But we have seen those uh, wheels start to grind a bit. Uh, this would be a proposal that would empower the Commerce Secretary to take action that could ban effectively technology like TikTok uh, due to unacceptable risk to national security. Now, Warner points out it would not just single out TikTok. It would be potentially broader uh, to many other uh, technology platforms. However, that also complicates it. This is such a very, very difficult type of legislation to get through Congress. Also, you now have progressive members in the House from fellow Democrats of Warner who have come out in opposition to it, saying that this is a First Amendment issue, that it really would shut down a lot of the ways that people are making money now on TikTok. Among them, uh, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been one of the real vocal people in opposition to this. And then on the other side, on the Republican side, uh, they have actually pushed through the Data Act through the House Foreign Affairs Committee earlier this year. That would compel the president to impose sanctions on Chinese companies if they expose Americans' private data to foreign adversaries, of course, again, in the target would be TikTok. So you have all these moving parts. And you're right. I think that this is really slowed down. There was a lot of talk about this when we had, you know, the testimony from the parent company of TikTok on Capitol Hill a few weeks ago. But now I think it's really going to slow down as we get into the summer because it is such a difficult issue to address. Mitchell Miller is Capitol Hill correspondent for WTOP. As always, thanks so much. You bet. And we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive wherever you get your podcasts.